and welcome back to Long Story Short. We are Jade, Stevie and I'm Elle. Three childhood best friends who will be discussing everything life has to throw at us and all the lessons in between. You're guaranteed completely honest, unfiltered opinions and a few laughs along the way. Oh, and just a warning, no story will ever be short. If you enjoy this episode, you can click follow and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey girls. Hi. Hello. Do you know what I thought the other day? We never ask our listeners how they are. Sounds so silly, doesn't it? How are you lot? Jade, <laughs> you're giving me you're giving me Holly Willoughby vibes when oh, Philip no. Schofield Hello. got kicked Hello. off GMTV. Hello, how are you? How are you? I know it's been a tough time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. I forgot oh, she did that oh, in the nicest way possible. I watched uh, Dancing on Ice in the background and I just, like, it's so sad, isn't it? But I just, I can't take to her anymore. Yeah. Oh, that bad? That bad? She's not even like, there's nothing, there's nothing, I don't know, there's just, there's a whole dark side to yeah. the whole situation that I'm just, I've kind of checked out a little bit. No disclaimer, I don't like hate Holly Willoughby, but it's just like the, I don't know, all the, the dirty side of whatever happened mm. is now something that I'm like, can't get, I can't take my mind off of it. So now I watch her and I'm like, I don't really care. I love Stephen Mulhern. I'm here for him. Oh, I love Stephen Mulhern. I do love him. Love him. Yeah. But um, I also think like it's time for other people her. to shine. Yeah. I mean, you know, like they had every job for so long. Let other people do it now. Yeah. It's so true. There wasn't, and- a, there was a point that like you couldn't not see. Philip Schofield on everything, adverts, game shows, TV programs, fucking voiceovers for stuff in the car whilst you're driving. Yeah, he was literally everywhere at at one point. And uh, yeah, move over. Anyway, how are you, though? (laughs) Yeah, good girls. How are you? Yeah, do you know what? I'm actually great. Do you know the weather and the season change makes such a difference to my mood? The mornings, the daytime's just being really bright blue and there's a little bit of warmth in the air and I can see all the plants, like the bulbs are starting to come out and it makes such a difference to my mood. I'm so like weather and season dependent. (laughs) I feel like I'm slowly coming out of hibernation. Uh, Slowly, but coming out. Uh, So, so yeah, I'm I'm good. I've been having a few nice walks and uh, embracing the better weather it just makes such a difference don't it when you wake up and it's and the sun is beaming through your curtains and you're like this is going to be a good day i can feel it in my bones <laughs> my sister has turned the heating off though she was like the, the bills are extortionate jade so if you uh if you're cold just put some socks and a jacket on now oh. <laughs> so- as I'm working from home, I'm like, <laughs> oh no, it's not too bad. But they, they, they've gone up again. And I'm just like, do you know what? I've got enough cuddly blankets and stuff in here. It is not that cold. It's just when you get so used to having the heating on. We only had it on a couple of times a day, but it just took the chill off the air. But we turned it off last week. We was like, no, it's getting warmer. And uh, there's definitely a couple days when I was sat indoors working in like from from home, <laughs> you know, like when your feet have got that cold sweat. Oh no, it's, it's freezing, but they're sweating cold. If that makes sense. So yeah, oh, yeah. I dread to think what my bill is going to be. I um, 
I'd spent quite when Tom was away I'd spent quite a lot of time at home and everyone knows my mum and dad's house is a bakehouse so I went back to the flat and I was freezing so lo and behold found John bring around two heaters now like they're small but they're mighty so every morning I wake up and I put this heater on while I wait for the heating to heat up and then every night I was having like hot water bottles in bed now my mum's gone and bought me an electric blanket so now I've got heater in the bedroom electric blanket like you know what all of my money be gone be gone on my electricity bill who needs it anyway (laughs) I'm not even going to look at the app you know when you can see it and you can see like how much you've got and how much energy you're using no ignorance is bliss Just think, El, you will save so much in the summer because I am adamant we're going to have a good summer this year. Yes. Yes. Manifesting it. Absolutely. And if we don't, let's just find somewhere we can escape to. Oh, I'd love to be on holiday, girls. But oh. I'd do anything. I did a little weekend break last weekend. Did I speak about this last week? No, I can't have because I hadn't been yet. So I did a little weekend break and honestly... My soul is so much happier for it. Like, we only went to Belfast. It was so much fun. And I just thought, oh, this is what I need to do. Every January, I need to make sure I've got a little, even if it's just a little weekend trip or a little, just something to look forward to. So, yeah. um, yeah. Oh, it was so worth it. Oh, so nice, Steve. How was the gig? You went to like a really um, sort of, well, I want to say underground, but like a gig yeah. for a band that you didn't really know the music of. Honestly, it was amazing. It was oh. one of the best. Like, I know that I like live music, but I'm a very, I don't know, mainstream music listener, I guess. Like, yeah. if it's on in the car, um, like on the radio, then I listen to it. Like, I've never had a Spotify account. I'm just not really that into it. So, yeah to go to a gig and girls you get so close to the people actually performing and they're so talented like yeah it was really really good fun really good fun and I've actually now I've seen them live I've started listening to their music even more so I'm like yes yeah and the people that I went with I was like how do you get into this and um, I think they were just quite fortunate that like a couple of their group really into music and then off the back of that everyone started listening to different music and then they find out about new bands so they go to live music quite a lot so I was like oh come like literally the little groupie that doesn't know any of the songs but there you go Stevie's in the mosh pit starting it off (laughs) yeah honestly it was brilliant I had a great time oh I love that I get like that I go and see like I go and see like a musician and then I'm obsessed afterwards. Um, uh, yeah, I just get, I go on this like trail of like obsessed with their music or obsessed with, if, especially if they're big time. Like I'm like, oh, I remember Louis Dunford, he like first finding out who he was because my neighbour used to listen to his music really loud and it'd come through the um, the, wa- uh, the the wall. I could hear it through and all I could hear about was this song about ketamine and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah yeah they started listening to his music um uh, and then Michael was like right there's a gig like let's go and watch him live but I didn't really know the music I literally knew one song 
and uh, then like just became obsessed with his music because it's just so well like he's just a very talented writer and performer and and the gigs were very intimate very like you know Camden um like in Camden and like North London everywhere and like Union Chapel and they were really lovely intimate gigs but obviously since his song has become like North London has become well the angel has become um like Arsenal's song he's obviously blown out of the mm. stratosphere and he's not just because of that but and now trying to get a ticket for one of his gigs is like wild but the gigs have changed in themselves they're not the intimate like production productions they're not the intimate performances that they used to be and rightfully so you know onwards and upwards for him but um I've kind of it's sad because I'm like now taking a step back because I'm like oh no it's too mainstream that's so that's so stupid you know what I mean but um he's kind of blown up but I, I know what you say Steve like it's, it's so nice do you remember we was in Liverpool and that guy one man band he was oh yeah oh, oh that was brilliant with his um, had two drinks and we were obsessed with him weren't we <laughs> Girls. messaging him on Instagram asking him to perform at oh, Ellie's wedding God. in 2025 oh <laughs> we did he was like do you do weddings do you come to London oh yeah do you come to London <laughs> oh, oh God poor oh, man you know like when you watch a group of drunk girls and you think oh my god that's so embarrassing like and then you become it <laughs> and you look back and you're like oh yeah we were the ones screaming, not sweet Caroline. <laughs> and I'm mothering him. I'm like, if you come to London, don't worry. We'll make sure you stay somewhere safe and it's nice. Yeah. And <laughs> Who have I become? Who is this? Kate's offered the sofa in her house to this oh. like, random guy. Yeah. I don't want girls. I've got a musician. He's on the sofa, but he's going to be there tonight. I'll do a set from seven till ten. All right. What? What is oh, this life? Oh dear. Well, from intimate gigs to intimate encounters, this week's episode is all about is my body count a deal breaker? Uh, I had to, I, I didn't know what body count was, girls, until like we read this email and you meant like we spoke about it because I, yeah, my brain went somewhere else. But body count is the amount of people that you've slept with, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Perfect. So the, episode is all about the amount of people you slept with and is it ever a deal breaker when you reveal that to a partner so we are going to delve into that episode in a moment but before we get there stevie's word of the week okay girls this week's word of the week is jabberwock jabberwock Jabberwock. You know, I feel like I've heard of this, but I've got no idea what it is. Same. I've absolutely heard of this, Jabberwock. Uh, now, I isn't this a person? Like, not person, but like a a, Jabber, a Jabberwocky. I, is a, that's ooh, what I was thinking. A Jabberwocky is like, isn't it? I don't know whether it... I don't know why my brain's going to like Native American... Uh, like The patriarchy. <laughs> patriarchy <laughs> no patriarchy in Native Roman Empire <laughs> but it's definitely giving me like a historic like a figure but I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know if it's a tribal member or or like a particular tribe but I feel like it's a specific so there was a book called Jabberwocky yeah which looks like a children's book to me so maybe that 
Oh, okay. Might Is it unrelated to the of? words? Um, I've not read the book, so I cannot confirm or deny, but it looks like it could be related to the, the word. Okay, okay. I'm just going with like a group of people that I don't, I, I actually don't know there. So it's a group of people of a certain tribe. That's what I'm going with. That's, yeah, that would have been the, what I think Jabberwocking, I think, um, like Star Wars. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I think like a mythical cult. I've got it wrong, haven't I? What's the thing? Oh, I'm <laughs> up. The, the, um, who am I thinking of? You're, no. you're thinking of Jabba the Hutt, aren't you? Jabba the Hutt. I think I was actually thinking of Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> Girls, do you know I've never seen Star Wars or Star Trek? No, neither have I. But I've okay, seen like, good. parts of it. Me too. Over I've the years. Oh dear, we're not the very good sci-fi watchers, are we? No, I've never watched it. It's not my genre, you know. Me Can't too. get on board. Me too. So, tell us, Steve. Jabberwock means nonsense or gibberish. Uh, oh. Talking a load of Jabberwock. There you go. Could have been further from my idea. <laughs> oh, Jabberwock. Oh, chat a load of Jabberwock they are. What a load that, of Jabberwock. That's such a like, that feels like such a like 1930s, 1940s kind of like Jabberwock. I don't know. It feels like a dance doing the Jabberwock. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Jabberwock around a pole. You know, when they have like the um, strings, like a Mayfair pole. <laughs> be right back. Like, do you want something from the barbecue? No, be right back. I'm just going on the Jabberwock. Hey. <sighs> Oh, guys, we should so Urban Dictionary all of this. Stevie, you, I want a dictionary of these words. I will use them. A little book that you can refer to. I'll, I'll make it small. It can fit in your pocket. Mm, yeah, for important meetings, just whack it out being like, what a lot of Jabberwock Susan was talking. <laughs> On to the next point. Thanks, Steve. Very good Thanks, word of the week. Hi Jade, Stevie and Elle. I wanted to get your opinion on sharing body count with your other half. So me and my boyfriend started dating last autumn and things have been getting more and more serious. However, just before the new year, we went out with friends and got pretty drunk in a bar. Conversations were flying around and as the new couple, we had lots of eyes on us and chat about how things were going. Fast forward a few hours and several more drinks, the topic of body count began. For transparency, I will be the first to admit that I enjoyed my 20s to the full and between uni and life in London, I had my fair share of men. What a girl. <laughs> sure, there were probably ones I would rather forget uh, now, but what's done is done and I sit confidently in my sexual experiences. Back to the pub, the conversation comes round to us and my boyfriend gives his body count, boldly declaring 23 women. I was impressed, but when I shared that I had lost count... <laughs> It was more in the region of 30 to 35 people. His face dropped and for the rest of the night, he barely spoke to me. Now we're in a situation where he says he felt embarrassed and would have rather I lied as it looks bad. Is it? I actually thought we were past this way of thinking about women and I didn't realise he would think like that. He seemed perfect, but is this a deal breaker or does he have a point? Oh, Absolutely not. He does not have a point. He doesn't have a point at all. Oh, it's difficult because I totally agree with you, but devil's advocate, if like 
they don't seem to have been together that long. Maybe it probably wasn't the best place to. I mean, the discussion of body count, like with people that you probably don't even know that well yet, is probably one that you don't really want to get into. If you also like, because you haven't, have they had this? Obviously, haven't had this conversation before. So having it in front of a group of people is probably a little bit. Um, I don't know, like maybe not the smartest move but mm. but then oh, I don't know it's it's yeah there's a lot to dig into this one really isn't there because you shouldn't have to what like he's he's boldly said 23 people as she said like 23 oh like he said that with confidence you know if he didn't want to know or is his ego hurt because you've been with more people I don't know like I don't know it just well yeah it's yeah. Like I can see that there's a point in him maybe being like, oh, but then he should have just shut the conversation down and been like, oh, guys, come on, we don't really need to be like, I don't really want to know what she's like. I don't, I don't care about it. Or if that's how he felt, like if he's come in first, fucking confidently just going like, yep, twenty three, and then you've kind of bruised his ego with like, oh, I don't know, I've lost count. I love that she said that. Brilliant. Brilliant. I absolutely love that. Do you know what, as well? I just think in this day and age, we still have a view where, like, it's fine for a man to have slept with hundreds of people like, and say they've lost count. When it comes to women, you're still judged. You are still yeah. judged. And do you know what, Jade? If he didn't want to know, it, it's one of them awful conversations where you kind of want to know, but you don't really want to know. Mm, but yeah. he needs to be mature enough to say, listen, we ain't discussing that. If he doesn't want to know, there is no way he should be making you feel bad about your body count. He was not part of your past. And I I, I think this is just really immature. And I think yeah. he's embarrassed himself here. And if I was you, I would be so annoyed. Who is he to judge your past and what you've done? Yeah, like, exactly I that. just can't. Exactly that. And I also think oh, for anyone just starting off like dating or in a new relationship, nothing good can come from having this conversation. I truly believe that because you know what? Say they say a small number, right? And you're like, okay, well, that makes me feel better. But then you might fixate on one of those three people because he was absolutely in love with them. And isn't that like almost a bit worse than like 20 people that he didn't care about like there's no good answer to that question and also I know our listeners said like I'm confident or like I'm comfortable with my sexual experiences then challenge like then uh not challenge like live that because if you're saying to us is it like is it okay yes it is be confident in that be comfortable in that you had a good time great what it really comes down to is do you trust each other because what actual difference does your past make unless it's going to affect your future and if you both trust each other and say for example the only reason why I might you know why it might be a bit of a red flag is say someone had slept with hundreds and hundreds of women and the reason why is because they had a fear of commitment or settling down then that might be a bit of a red flag of like are you ready to settle down with me but if you've been happy and everything's going perfect why would you bring up this can of worms? Also in the worst environment, mm. in the pub, amongst his friends when you're all drunk. Mm. Mm. 
and there's a level of it that I'm like I hope that I hope that Alison didn't feel like she was in the lion's den a little bit you know like when you go and meet yeah like you go and meet the person you're seeing you meet their friends and you're in their environment and I, I don't know if this is the case but it feels a little bit like you were kind of like in in his world and kind of keeping up with everybody and and I know I'm guilty of it girls I've definitely in the in the past um felt a pressure to and I'm an oversharer anyway you know what I'm like so in in environments when I'm like I should have just kept a little bit more of me reserved for me like I didn't need to be as honest as I was or as open as I was I've definitely done that before and come away and been like oh I kind of overshared there and I didn't feel confident doing that and I feel like Alistair potentially had one of those moments where you know drinks were flowing you're in his environment you want to make an impression you want to be open or or and like you said you're confident with your experiences and and I, I fucking love that for you but I've got a funny feeling that they're it feels like a little bit like you've maybe I don't know come away from this feeling like you were open and honest and you felt confident doing that and then you've been like shut down and saying that you I don't like that he said you should have lied yeah why what do you what you want me to lie to everybody else so you're asking me to I don't know that that didn't you'd rather be you'd rather me be a liar than someone that's had sexual experiences like most of the entire world mm-hmm. one interesting take on it mm. Mm. so true it's so true also it feels like you care more about or this guy cares more about his friend's opinion than how he actually feels about the scenario like it it, it feels like saving face mm. and it's like you should just oh mm. it's it's uncomfortable this is uncomfortable mm. is it a deal breaker I don't know. I, if it was me, I would have more conversations and be like, where, what's behind this? Like, is it a real sort of like sexist point of view of like men can do whatever they want and women can't? Are you not used to having these conversations? Did it just come out of the blue? Like, what is, what is your actual problem? What's your fucking problem? Yeah. <laughs> would be how it ends up. But I think I would have a much deeper conversation on that. Have you girls ever discussed your body count with a partner? I don't like the word body count. It makes me feel cringy. Have you ever discussed, sorry, have you ever discussed your like previous, I mean, previous partners? I think that's quite a common thing. I'm just, I guess my first thing is, I wonder how old our listener is and how old her and her partner are and whether or not um, like the wisdom of age comes into play here a little bit because I can, I'm thinking back of when I was younger and people would all like, like anyone that was with would be like, oh, so like, or even friends, people would just like ask, like, oh, how many people have you been with? And uh, and it's always really cringy, like, and, and having the ownership to be like, mm, that's that's down to me to know. And mm. like, you don't need, like, I don't need to divulge in that with you. Or I don't know, there's, it's never been something that I would ever really want to discuss or like bring up. I don't think any, I don't, for, for me, I don't think there's any good conversation that can come from it unless you're talking about a specific point or but like, do you know what I mean? Or or talking about something specifically. But I think just like just keeping like tally charts, I just don't think that's I don't think it's healthy or useful or that information is needed for anything other than like either a judgment or like a I don't know. I, I just don't think having these sorts of discussions are things that you that you need to divulge in so just being able to say like oh it's not really 
that's a bit of a weird question actually but I, I don't know I feel like our listener again like I say I feel like she's been put into the chucked into the lion's den a little bit and maybe overshare oh but then she says she feels comfortable sorry I'm taking it I all think back. the difference the difference is though like if you find yourself in that situation like mm-hmm. you can absolutely say I'm not comfortable disclosing it yeah. or you can you can tell them like I think I've definitely been with people when I was much younger and it'd be like well how many people have, have you been with um but I, when I say younger I'm talking like teens mm. like and then I would say as I've got older the conversation has like com- like I don't think anybody's asked me like it's a weird conversation to have it would more be like have you had a threesome have you yeah. done this so it's more about experiences rather than like how many people you've been with mm. um I would say I probably know this right this is going to sound weird so stick with me here I would say I probably have this conversation more with my girlfriends not necessarily around the people or the count but like different experiences like some of my friends and that I don't think they'll mind me saying are very um liberal and have had fantastic experiences and you know what hats off to them because let me tell you they know their bodies inside Mm. out they know exactly what they like they have like a much better understanding sexually of themselves than other people I know who are quite uh, prude I don't like that word because I think it's got negative connotations but more reserved um but yeah is I don't know this is just a weird one I don't I don't know why your boyfriend's got an issue with it I, I would be having an argument I know like I know we've said disgust with him but I would be like I'm sorry what's your problem because there's no issue here mm. it's nothing to do with you but you know like, he seems a bit insecure I, I agree with you both on that thing about an age thing because I think that whole body count thing is quite a like dating in your early 20s culture thing I think like when you get to your 30s obviously I met Tom when I was 28 so I like hadn't dated in my 30s but definitely as time went on you and like you and you meet people that are older as well you just you care less about those things because it doesn't matter like as long as you know you focus on the things that actually matter their actual personality their actual morals and stuff like that but when I think back to it and I think I remember seeing it on like reality TV shows years ago discussing that. And I, I do think it is like, especially like dating in London, like that sort of culture. I remember in my last relationship, oh, it was brought up like, you know, instantly like a badge of honour. And, you know, I, I do, I think that that is a bit of a culture thing. And I think luckily, as you get older, people grow out of it, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, men right. used to have notes on their phone, didn't they? With who oh, well, to be with. fair, I know I know a couple of girls that have also got like the phone graveyard of people. Why would you ever like? Why would you want? But then, but then that feeds into that whole thing, isn't it? Of like putting in importance on it. Like, why do women have it if it's for like jokes and lols and because they don't want to forget certain things? You know, you do you. But otherwise, like. Why does it matter so much that you need it listed on a note in your phone so that you don't forget someone? 
my oh, God, God, I want to forget all yeah. of them. <laughs> You've just reminded me, me and my friend Natalie, we had a memory box when we was like 14. And I remember on the back of the memory, we'd put all sorts of random things in there, but on the back of the memory box, there was a little tally chart of boys that I'd kissed. <laughs> I've just Oh, Jade, that. that's oh, so cute. Like proper snogged, yeah. Oh, my God. And I, and I, oh, my God, I remember it. I'm, girls, I think it's in the attic somewhere. But that's what I'm talking about. It's this kind of immature, like, like, oh, how many, you know, it feels really young. So, like, having these conversations openly in pubs, like I don't know it just feels a little bit like um the thing is though if it is childlike but it's harmless if everyone's okay with it if your boyfriend never have even batted his eye at it then this wouldn't have even been a thing he's made it a thing he has made it a thing and by saying that she should have lied because he's embarrassed did he say embarrassed did he say it's embarrassed and also he made her feel uncomfortable for the rest of the night that's not okay yeah. You've instantly no. ruined yeah. her night yeah. by doing that. Yeah, and and then let her sit in a room of potential, like, you know, new strangers, like new friends, but strangers, feeling like that. Like, oh, that makes me really fucking angry, actually. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, girls. I think a discussion is one thing, but put your fucking foot down and just say, listen, if <laughs> if you're embarrassed, then that's something you need to deal with, honey. Until you've grown up, I think best best leave it here. Best leave it here because I, I, you seem to think that lying is 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 something that should have should have happened and um, and therefore like oh that's a big it no yeah no I've changed my mind fuck him off no <laughs> run for the hills run run oh also I know we we don't know how old they are but let's for for argument's sake say that you're forty and you lost your virginity at twenty. 35 people over that span of time, it's not even two a year. Yes. Do you know what? I did a podcast years ago with one of my guy friends who at the time, I was maybe like 25. He was about 42. Sounds a bit odd when you say it like that, but he was a male influencer. Anyway, like friend of mine. And it came up on the podcast and and his body count, I don't, God knows what, but it was well over 100. And I was young enough and naive enough that I, my first thought was like, ooh, ooh, like I didn't know how I thought about it, felt about it. And then he was like, like, you've got to imagine exactly that. I lost my virginity at whatever age. I've lived in London my whole life. I've dated in London my whole life. I've been rejected a hell of a lot. So there might have, there was a lot of occasions where, you know, dated a couple of times, slept with someone, they'd moved on. So I then had to move on. And when you actually like break it down, I'm not justifying like hundreds, although, you know, if you're happy doing that, bloody go for it. But when you, you're right, when you break it down over the years and you look at the circumstances around it, especially if that person's had no serious relationships in that time, it's, it is just someone having fun and living their life and having a bit of a great time amongst all the other things in life. I'm trying to find that there's a young woman on Unilad and um, woman who slept with more than 300 people in one year explains how she did it. And it's on Unilad and it feels like I'm just thinking, oh, I bet the comments on that are terrible. That's it. I'm just I'm just trying to go on there because I guess that's what it is. It's this like stigma. I mean, I'm not really sure what she thought she was going to gain from like 
saying that but maybe it's like an opportunity to open up a conversation and being like oh so men you know men can do it women can't but it's said that like 300 people and labeled her fun-filled years as empowering do you think uh, what i'm trying to say is is there's what you was you've brought me on to thinking now is there's this thing between um people presuming that because you've had one or two or three or five partners but like and maybe you're somebody that settles into relationships that it means that you're any better a person than somebody that goes out dates like sleeps yeah. with people and yeah. what, what is this um this like narrative that we have around people being like oh, I've only ever had five relationships and that's like hailed I think we're coming away from you know our, our parents and our grandparents generation where like my nan my granddad and my nan they'd grown up together they they got married at 16 they're the only people that they had ever been with in their entire life and that you know and that is like that's such a rarity society has moved so far away from yeah. that you know we have such different um views and you know things are accepted far differently than what they were before but yeah it just brought me onto that thought of like what is this like hierarchy of person that sits at the top because they've they they bagged the person in their high school and they've been with them ever since yeah some of them are fucking miserable and all yeah don't, that's don't what i that. was gonna say yeah. don't we know that they're fucking miserable and they're traumatizing their kids <laughs> yeah and they don't enjoy right. sex because they've only been with one person and they can't have an open honest conversation about what they like because I mean, I'm going off on one now. Um, I'm not promoting sleeping with everyone, but I just think live and let live. Yeah. And no 100%. one can judge as long as it's consensual, as long as everyone is there for it and happy and, and wants to do it, go for it. And no one should make you feel bad about that. Absolutely not. It's no one else's choice. It's yours. Amen. Amen. Well, that was a good old discussion. Thanks, girls. I really enjoyed that. And that is the end of this week's episode. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed it, please click follow. You can subscribe to the podcast. If you've got any dilemmas you want to send to us, do send us an email. It's our Gmail account. So it's long story short podcast 22 at gmail.com. You can send us a DM over on Instagram or head over to our TikTok long story short pod to see what we've been up to there. We'll be back next Tuesday. Don't forget. No story will ever be short. Bye.